For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, this is Scalzo and Brust, presented by Potosi Brewing Company on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Across ESPN Wisconsin, presented by Potosi Brewing Company. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Alex Trofe, Joshi DiMaggio running the show. And of course, you, the beautiful, the brilliant, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800 990 3776. That, the all new patented official Scalzo and Brust talking text line again, 800 990 3776. 76. What's better, being brilliant or being a genius? Did you mean to differentiate those two more? Or you're saying to be called that? Yeah. Like, what's more of a compliment? I would say genius. I think genius implies brilliance. I don't know if brilliance implies genius. Okay. The reason why I ask is you said the Scalzo and Bruss family... The brilliant Scalzo and Bruss family, and it made me think of Mark New Berlin, who has compared himself to Einstein, and you know he loves Jordan Love, and he's on the Love train and all that. So, like in Jordan Love, he's having a great day at training camp. Let's go wild! Thought Joshy had something there, but he had to pick up the phone. Rod and the key already into the show, uh, tweeting at us at Scalzo and Bruss saying, about to make a peanut butter and bee sweat Sammy, as Ben Bruss yesterday let the world know he believes that bee sweat honey, and that's how honey is created. I was asked on the spot, and I didn't get it right, and I want to move on from that one. Joshy DiMaggio, what is weirder? Ben Bruss thinking that honey is derived from the sweat of bees, or Rod and the Key making a peanut butter and honey sandwich? I I thought the Ron having peanut butter and honey was extremely weird. But Ben thinking that somehow, because I started, I went down a spiral yesterday when I was cutting up the audio to post on at Scalzo and Brust on Twitter. And how would anyone cultivate the sweat of a bee to be put into a jar? Like that's, the idea is just the most baffling thing in the entire world. There's some weird foods that we eat that aren't, you know. I don't know if there's a single food that's derived from the sweat of another animal. What about, like, the the, the poop of an animal? I don't know. There is the coffee that's brewed from the feline in the Amazon that is much like that, but it's... Is it, though? Isn't it, like, filtered through there? It's not made from that. It, I, it, I thought it, it was filtered through. I don't even know. The the coffee beans are taken from there and done in a different way. But that that is the strangest thing I think I could say. Uh, for the record, Ben, I don't know if we ever 
looped back on this. But for the record, bees take nectar, right, from flowers, and then that mixes with an enzyme that they have. I believe this is how honey's made, right? And then they they actually... Question all things after my... They uh, actually create honey because it allows them to store the nectar on a very long-term basis, which is why honey doesn't end up going bad. So the bee creates the honey. The bee makes the honey. How do you get the honey out of the bee? Oh my god. So you don't know like what where honeycomb <laughs> is or like where honey actually comes from. You just know it. So I've seen from a honeycomb being in the grocery store. I've seen a honeycomb, right? Yeah. Like the the whole shape thing that's gray. The whole shape thing. Is he thinking of the cereal honeycomb? No. I mean the sunny, honeycomb cereal. Ben, do you know what a bee's nest looks like? Of course. Uh, of you know what? Look up worker bees <laughs> making making honey, and you'll see a video of it. It is it is interesting how they make honey. Yes. I didn't. I thought this was a, just a yesterday thing. I didn't. I, I didn't want to do this. Uh, Ron and the key started it. I shouldn't have read it. I apologize. Let's go. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Terrence in Madison. Welcome to Scalzo and Brust. Hey, what's up, guys? What up, Love Terrence? your energy, Terrence. Oh, yeah, baby. Listen, I love you guys. Listen, I, I think Ben takes so much crap, but you know something? Sometimes he deserves it. Sorry, Ben. Uh, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to be part of the family, so I want to do uh, the choo-choo. You know, I want to I want to do that. You want to pledge. All right. You ready to go? I'm ready. I, Terrence from Madison, the Amazon uh, driver. I, Terrence from Madison, the Amazon driver. Pledge myself to the Scalzo and Bruss family. Pledge myself to the Scales and Russ family. From here and to eternity. From here and to eternity. Woohoo! Chugga chugga! Chugga chugga! Choo choo! Yeah! yeah! I feel like we need more than a round of applause for Terrence. USA! Give him, give him. The man, the official, unofficial Amazon driver of Scalzo and Brust, uh, Terrence, pledged himself to the Scalzo and Brust family. You can, too. Call us, 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. Family's expanding. The safest cult you could possibly join, Scalzo and Brust family. You just have to Venmo me money and... Uh, no, no, no have, I'm just you kidding. Do, you do not have to Venmo Ben Brust money. If you do Venmo Ben Brust money, you can re- expect absolutely nothing in return. Zero return on investment is expected. Yes. Uh, JD from Fondy says, the there is elephant poop coffee. The elephant eats the coffee beans. I don't believe some of the stories are on this stuff because you need a market. You need people to buy it in order for people to produce it. And I can't imagine there's a legitimate market for elephant poop coffee. And I have to imagine elephant poop is massive. Like, it's got to be the most disgusting poop of any of the animals <laughs> out there right now, don't you think? That's actually a great point. <laughs> It's not very marketable in your, from your standpoint. <laughs> your takeaway is how large it is? Yes. I'm it's jealous. It's a lot of coffee. Mike in Waukesha chimes in and says, My five-year-old daughter just explained honey to me. <laughs> <laughs> Better than you. You did a bad job. I'm still confused. Okay, but no, that's because you, you don't know how... Like bees work, so when I say they extract nectar, I feel like you're lost at the, at the first sentence. Nectar is when I think of nectar, like nectarine. Oh my god, Josh! How do I explain it to him 
using the English language. If ha- have somebody know, else if you can't. 800-990-3776. Mike in Waukesha, please have your five-year-old daughter call in to explain how money is produced to Ben Honey. Rust. I, I don't I don't know how money is produced either. So you want- I said I said money. Yeah. Oh well, it's top of mind. Ben in Menominee Falls asks, "How does one get an official unofficial title?" Well, Ben in Menominee Falls, you have to call in eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Pledge yourself to the Scalzo and Russ family, and, and you might be getting the yeah, unofficial unofficial title. You just also have to provide something. You have to be somebody, and it, it could be anything. We have a geologist, a dairy farmer, an Eat Street driver. Apple farmer. We, it, it could be absolutely anything. The world is yours, Scalzo and Brust family. Yeah, so Ben and Menominee Falls. We don't, I don't think we have an official, unofficial Menominee Falls resident, but that's not as fun. You we know? have the Jesse Nelson haters. That's McGuanago, not Menominee Falls. Well, Kevin from Sheboygan is the official, unofficial Jesse Nelson fan club member. That is true. Uh, yes, so that is how you get an official, unofficial title. We know Mark in New Berlin, who you mentioned, Benny, is the official, unofficial clown of Scalzo and Brust. He's created the love train last year, and we joked throughout the season, throughout the offseason, about how nobody even knew what the uh, 2019 third uh, honorable mention All-Mountain West quarterback sounded like. Well, Jordan Love spoke today, and he let us know that he's talked to Aaron Rodgers. Did he talk? me and Aaron, we got a good relationship. Um, talked to him probably a week before I got out here, so, yeah. So Jordan Love talked to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers a week before he got out there. He goes on uh, to talk about how he wants to keep it private, but he's surprised by Aaron's no-show. Yeah, I mean, it was a private conversation between me and him, so uh, I'm not going to dig in the details of that. But, uh, no, you know, I was, I guess, just as surprised as you guys. But, uh, yeah, I, I did not know what was going to happen, so... That, Jordan Love, not sure what was going to happen. How close could your relationship with Aaron Rodgers be if you have a phone call with him and you still think he might show up to training camp? I mean, I should say mandatory minicamp. And OTAs and all the crap. I mean, like, look, Aaron Rodgers is duping everybody. He's pulling the strings on on everyone he talks to, feeding different information to all the people that he wants to get information out there, whether it be his former teammates, whether it be reporters, whether it be whoever. Aaron Rodgers is has a narrative, and he's using everyone to try and get it out there, and he's not telling people things he doesn't want people to know. Like, he's calculated in everything that he says. Uh, Jordan Love continues on talking about what it was like playing with Aaron Rodgers during his MVP season. I mean, it was awesome. Um, you know, not a lot of people get to say they, you know, were able to sit behind the MVP of the league. So, uh, you know, I being behind behind him, um, I was able to learn a lot, see a lot of different things, um, and just see where his game's at. You know, um, he's been in the league a long time. He's learned a lot of things and seen a lot of different things. So, uh, you know, he has a lot of knowledge and just being able to be behind him and try and soak up as much as I could. Um, definitely very That's valuable. what she said. <laughs> Classic maturity from Scalzo and Ross here. I, I like his voice. I think he's got a good quarterback voice. It's got a little life to it. He's got uh, a little swag. It's got, it's got, you have, like, if you're under center, it's got to be deeper than my voice. Like, no one would respect me under center. There's no way. He's, like, he's, I, yeah, please be, pretend you're under center right now. Call an audible at the line of scrimmage. Green 19! Green 19! Check, check! Check, check! Um, 
Set up! The almond there, you're right, does not play well. Let's hear from Jordan Love, who I do believe has a good quarterback voice. Josh, you give me any cut. Time where you know I'm getting a lot of extremely valuable reps that you know I might not have been getting in a normal circumstance. So uh, you know I'm just I'm you know going to take it day by day. And uh, but yeah, that's I mean that's what I'm here for. I'm a, I was drafted here to play quarterback, so uh, I'll definitely be ready week one. I'll definitely be ready week one. Jordan Love, if needed, I like his voice. Some high. Quality reports coming out of training or mandatory minicamp uh, earlier today. We'll continue to talk, Jordan Love. Are you going to be joining the Love Train? Are you excited about Jordan Love? Are you on the Love Train? Are you looking at tickets for the Love Train? 800-990-3776. Get 800-990-3776. You might be on the Love Train because there are some tweets out there talking about what Jordan Love did in that mandatory minicamp. I'll get you excited. Next. That's Galso and Brost. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. But then we'll get back going to Tampa Bay. Chugga, 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 chugga. I do more chuggas than you. I'm a chugga, 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 chugga. You're in it for yourself with that chugga. No, I just, I like the buildup, man. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Adjust your radios, folks. Mark in New Berlin is not coming on the air. Why are you giving me that look, Joshy? He's literally on hold. Not yet. Make him, make him itch and scratch and claw. Joshy. Blowing it. All right, we can bring him in. Mark in New Berlin, welcome in to Scalzo and Brust. Although I will say, let me get to the text line here first. Chad from McGuanigo says, please, 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 for the love of God, do not let Mark call in. He will be worse than listening to the hall monitor. If you don't have Mark on, I will Venmo Ben Brust $100. He said that? He said that? Did he say legendary? Mark in New Berlin. Got anybody other than Devontae, I, I trade. Well, Mark, <laughs> you're an idiot. Mark in New Berlin, the guy who wanted to get rid of Aaron Rodgers last year so they could roll with Jordan Love, trade everybody on the team but Devontae Adams. The world is starting to look at Jordan Love and say, hey, what's going on here? Mark, you've been the conductor of the train for a while. How are you feeling? Well, what a day in Green Bay! They said this is probably one of the ten, one of one of the best practices in ten years. Ten years. <laughs> Jordan Love was what ten years old back then. So let's get let's get down to the to the you know to the basics here. You know I am a genius. And did you guys know Einstein couldn't tie his shoes? He couldn't tie his shoes. He used Velcro. Can you? <laughs> So I'm just, I'm just giving you a little little heads up. Here. I'm getting back to J Lo, as I call him, J Lo. Um, talking to your phone, Mark. Mark if Mark. you're such a genius, learn how to talk into your damn phone. Mark, we Mark, can't hear you. Can't <laughs> you. Josh, that is amazing audio scrubbing out of you. Speak into your phone, Mark. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> Should we just leave him there and just let him faintly talk? I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's the most like enjoyable. <laughs> Mark, did you connect to your Bluetooth maybe on accident? What do we got going on here? Einstein, fill us in. You've got a flip phone? Did he say I'm losing my flip phone? phone? Yeah. He's, that's definitely a burner phone. He's living a dual life, this Mark in New Berlin. <laughs> I don't even know what a burner phone is. But now get him back. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Call in if you have a better connection. Thank you for the call. Uh, that's as, as much of that sort of reception as I can deal with right there. I I, I think it's I win. Look I win. I win a hundred bucks. No, we took the call, but we couldn't really hear hear him. So meet me halfway. Fifty bucks, Chad. I think I think you lost in that in the world of Chad and McGuana go. Uh, Mike in Waukesha chimes back in. His daughter uh, explained how honey is made to Mike in Waukesha. Ben Bruss thought it was made from the sweat of bees yesterday. We asked Mike to have his daughter call in, uh, but he said she is shy. She said they go to the plants, then they make honey. And then he says, how does someone that got into Stanford not understand that? Are they going to ask me at Stanford how honey's made? No, it would have been a lot tougher questions that I probably would have got way more D's in that school than I did at Wisconsin. Um, a lot of D. Uh, Terry uh, chimes in. That's what she said. <laughs> Nectar. There's a five-year-old listening, Josh. Have some respect. Nectar, which has nothing to do with the nectarine, is the liquid that honeybees collect from flowers. You know how you see bees around flowers a lot? Of course, of course. Yes, so that's the uh, liquid that they collect from the flowers. And so then there's an enzyme. Now I'm going to lose you because... Yeah. The enzyme word's a little bit big. It's a protein, and it basically binds to make that nectar sustainable and last for a long time. So a colony of bees could continue to feed off of the honey uh, that they build. Terry, however, does add, I've done beekeeping for years. So, Terry, if you're around 800 990 3776, you can become the The official official unofficial beekeeper beekeeper of Scalzo and Bross. What a title. I do have an addition here. Honey is regurgitated. What well, goes in, yes, yeah. you take it in, it so, binds with an enzyme. So it's like I was saying, it's like it no, kind of comes out of the body, it, it, like it's, sweat. It's not at all, because <laughs> it doesn't actually become digested in, in like Correct. out of the body. It is technically regurgitated, but it is a special... I have never seen anything regurgitated that I've wanted to eat in my life. You don't put honey with your tea? Little spot of honey. You know, I've been a uh, tea guy recently. Should I add some? That's why I'm asking. No, I didn't know that was you, a thing. You it told us you <laughs> dunk oh my, your nuggets. Oh my god! No, I just I, I've been back on the sleepy time tea. I thing. know, but how do you not know that honey and tea is a thing? I, I don't know honey, so why are you surprised at this? Do you have you never eaten honey? I used to have honey like when I was young, going through the drive-through, and I got chicken nuggets. My, it was my sister's thing. She liked honey with chicken nuggets. Is that, that's a thing, right? Yeah, that is a thing. Okay, phew. Uh, finally, I got a, a win here with you guys. Um, <laughs> but th- this honey talk is 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 not the real deal today. I'm kind of with Mark of New Berlin here. I saw tweets huh? come through my yeah. I saw tweets come through my timeline, and I can be swayed pretty easy. Rob Domofsky from ESPN.com. What a stretch for Jordan Love. A wheel route to A.J. Dillon on the right sideline for 30 yards. Free play deep to Lazard for 45. Then a deep corner route to Jawan Winfrey. Never heard of him. For 30 yards. Deep sideline to Aaron Jones. An adjusted catch. He was so hot. 
that tight end, Justin Outen, started fanning him. Tight end coach. Coach. What did I say? You just said tight end. Oh, sorry. Tight end coach. I was getting excited. I'm sorry. Uh, another tweet? Jordan Love threw the fourth dime of practice. An absolutely perfect throw and tight coverage to Aaron Jones down the right sideline. Impressive catch by Jones and Love. Now he's getting fanned off by the coaches because he's on fire. Sounds like Ben Brust is on the Jordan Love train, are you? 800-990-3776. Ben and Menominee Falls says, I'm excited to see what Love can do. I wouldn't say I'm on the Love train yet since I haven't seen him play a snap. But that may have been the best phone call from Mark in New Berlin. Here's to Mark having connection issues from here on out. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that as well. I'm not on the Love train. But it, it made it move a little bit reading the tweets. Like, you know, I'm Team Green Bay Packers and seeing Jordan Love uh, play as well as he did in day two of mandatory minicamp, I'm all in. Made what move? Um, ben Jr. You got excited, you know, reading the tweets. Oh, can you have a child? No, 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 no. I, you and Greg a, together? It's a, daddy? It's a reference. This is know. a daddy show? We were talking about human hashtag nature. Hashtag girl and, dad. You hashtag girl dad. Greg Scalzo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys put me in a really uncomfortable spot. I think you know that. I, I was just curious. No, you weren't. We were talking about human nature and how honey was made. You Think human nature here. It would have been good to say the birds and the bees there. Mm, you're good, Josh. Jonah in Cedarburg says, let's not blow past the fact that Ben just said he would have gotten a lot of D had he gone to Stanford. D's. D's. Probably the most action you've had in months, huh? Multiple. Uh, and then we've got uh, 608 chives in and says, zero return upon investment should be Benny's catchphrase. His boss knows it. His bookie knows it. His basketball career knows it. And since he literally returned to America with zero savings, he knows it too. I'd say your bookie has made a great say, investment. He, he's, he's on fire. I mean, like, lifetime, I, my return on investment, I, I, there's a reason why that my bookie treats me really nice. I mean, he takes me out to golf sometimes because that's like like a half a percentage of what lifetime he's up on me. So he's he's doing the right thing. He's expensing golf for a long-term investment. It's always a bad year when the go with the bookie invites you to go and play some golf with them. Hey, tell me, why don't you come out play a little golf, play a round of golf? The yeah, way I look at it is I paid for it myself. It's very fair. Uh the Jordan Love, I I look I like his voice. We heard from him a little bit earlier, Joshy. We just got to hear from him. He's been so quiet. Just want to hear his voice? Yes. Just want to hear his He's voice. He's been so under the radar. All right, let's go with a nice short one. I like this one the best. Obviously, me and Aaron, we got a good relationship. Um, talked to him probably a week before I got out here. So, yeah. Do you think him and Aaron actually have a good relationship? I mean, again, if he didn't know and he was shocked by all of this, like like you said, how great of a relationship or even good of a relationship can you have with someone if you didn't know he was going to not show up to mandatory minicamp? Like, you and I, Greg, I would say we have a good relationship. And if there's something going on, I usually have a good idea and we talk about it. Like the, 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 He gave us nothing because he doesn't know anything. 
What is it like on the Jordan Love train, Ben? Now that you've walked on it. I just said I'm not on it. I'm excited for potentially jumping aboard. I am looking at tickets for the Jordan Love train as well. Just looking. I'm not I'm not invested. I haven't decision yet, but I'm just looking at it and tracking it and saying, you know what, maybe the price comes down a little bit here, maybe the price gets over here. Josh DiMaggio was on the Jordan Love train. He's off the Love train now. He jumped off of a moving Jordan Love train. Uh, Joshy, now you've got reports coming out about Jordan Love uh, on you know uh, p- playing well at practice day. Which, for the record, can we just stop this? Because yesterday he had a bad day, and all I'm hearing from the Jason Wildes of the world is, "Well, he just doesn't look that impressive. He's 12 for 20 something. He just did." And now all of a sudden today he's freaking Patrick Mahomes. Like they're they're not even in pads yet. What are we talking about? Zedaria right Smith wasn't in pads two years ago, and he's in the backfield every play, and that was a good indication of what was going to come in the coming season. Was it? Yeah. It went in his first year. So tr- then you're all aboard. And yeah. You're like, hey, this Jordan Love kid can swing You know what? It. He said he's going to be ready for week one. I like my quarterback with confidence. Put me on the freaking train. Screw is, you, Aaron. Is this Packers team a playoff team regardless of who plays quarterback? I Super Bowl's a different conversation. But is this Green Bay Packers yes. team a playoff team if Jordan Love the number one draft pick for the Green Bay Packers in 2020. If he's starting quarterback, they still play off to. Uh, Detroit sucks. Minnesota Vikings stink. And the Chicago Bears are the Bears. So, yes, the team that has won the NFC North like basically every year over the last two decades, I'm in on the Packers making the playoffs just based off pure numbers. And Matt LaFleur, he does have an offense that, you know, you don't have to be a hero. You let the offense come to you and just make the simple reads. 800-990-3776. Are you on the love train? Are you looking at tickets on the love train? We'll keep talking all things Jordan Love. Plus, we'll get to some one or zeros. But first, we got to talk to the official, unofficial Eat Street driver of Scalzo and Brust. Jason from Madison, welcome in to Scalzo and Brust. What's up, my dude? What up, Jason? <laughs> So before I talk about Jordan Love, I have to ask Benny a question. Uh-oh. What does regurgitate mean, man? Like throwing something up. It's coming out of the esophagus and out your mouth. I've seen my dog do it plenty of times. And again, like I well said, done, Benny. I've never looked at the puke my dog's puked and be like, I want to eat that. That's what I thought of when you talked so about honey. So when you think about regurgitate, think about a bird feeding its young. I witness that all the time. All right. So now when we talk about Jordan Love, here's where I stand. I'm a Packers fan, first and foremost. I don't care who's wearing the jersey. I want the Packers to win. The G is on your I chest. I obviously want us to have the best chance to win, so I would definitely love for 12 to be under center come week one. But whoever is under center, I'm on that train. That's a loyal See, man we, right there. We we get it confused these days, and I think it started in the in basketball with – People not supporting teams anymore and supporting players. And the NBA dudes switch teams so much and their allegiances switch with those players. I'm 47 years old. That's not how I roll. I roll with my squad. So whoever is wearing the green and gold, I'm on that train. Are the Packers team? Are the Packers a playoff team regardless of who starts at quarterback this season? Um... I believe that we have the talent to surround whoever is under center to make the playoffs.
All right, there it is. Thank you, Jason and Matt. Thank you for the call. Official Eat Street driver of Scalzo and Brust. Uh, And it does seem increasingly clear that Jordan Love would be the starter for this Packers team if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return. Yeah, I mean, he's getting all the reps with the first team. He's even talking about, like, going to Blake Bortles, who's simply there as a tour guide of Jordan Love right now in training camp with experience. I know Josh is rushing us to break, but on the other side, we want to keep talking Jordan Love, and I want to understand what we think of the Mark and New Berlin J-Lo nickname for Jordan Love. Plus, what are zeros next? That's Galzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. And it, right. the Carpenter... I'm never not going to go there. No, go ahead. They install carpets? <laughs> oh, I'm very happy we went there. Just so we make this abundantly clear, you think a carpenter is a carpenter? No, and 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 no, I'm I'm moving on from that as as the right answer in my head. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin on demand. Across ESPN Wisconsin, we are presented by Potosi Brewing Company. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Alex Strofe, Josh DeBaggio running the show across ESPN Wisconsin. And you, the Scalzo and Brust family, on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. Mark in New Berlin trying to call Jordan Love, who had a great practice today at Packers Mandatory Minicamp. He's trying to rock the J-Lo nickname for Jordan Love. We've got Love, we've got J-Lo, you've got the Love Train. Is that... Is will that stick, J Lo? No, because if 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 Jordan Love is ever going to be what Mark New Berlin thinks he is, which is a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback, you can't have a secondary nickname to someone that's going to own it globally over you. You need to have something of your own. What about Jolo? Mm. Eh. Does he need a nickname? Let it happen, Mark. Don't force it, Einstein. Let the natural smarts that you have happen. Was the one I was looking for. Joshy, let's get to some one or zeros. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Ben Bruss. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants. Josh DiMaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. Jordan Love said today in his press conference that he will be 100% ready to start week one if he's needed to. One or zero. Jordan Love starting week one will be a nightmare for Packers fans. Zero. Why would it be a nightmare? It would be a day of excitement because you get to see the future. Of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, life is going to move on without Aaron Rodgers, whether that's this year or after next year. I mean, like, there is a, a, an expiration date on Aaron Rodgers' time with the Packers, which means you're going to move to the guy you invested capital in, in Jordan Love. And so I think it's an exciting day. It will be turning the page. And also, Matt LaFleur is a pretty good coach. I trust that the offense will be able to be sufficient with Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a zero here as well. It won't be a nightmare for Packers fans. What would be a nightmare is if Aaron Rodgers didn't come back 
And Blake Bortles started week one because Jordan Love still wasn't ready and Bortles gave them the better chance to win. That's a full-blown that's nightmare. A, that's a nightmare. Like, Jordan Love starting week one could be okay. Because you know you're going to get a King's Ransom for Aaron Rodgers next year if he's not with the Packers. So if you end up having a quarterback who hasn't really been completely uh, promoted, I think, the way that most quarterbacks would be by his teammates, his coaches, and the media, because everybody knows that I I subscribe to Mark Chumura's Chewy's Theory from this morning on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, Mornings 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, that they're all hyper-aware of the elephant ears that Aaron Rodgers have, how sensitive he is, and that if somebody says something positive about Jordan Love, he will take that as a personal affront to himself. He's not good at being happy for other people, especially in his own position. So, again, I think that it's very possible the Packers are happy with where Jordan Love is. And if he starts week one and he plays well, then all of a sudden you turn Aaron Rodgers into a few few first-round picks next year. Maybe a top-ten pick. Add another piece. Now all the talking room back in the Super Bowl Sounds like train. a guy on the love train, this Greg Scalzo. I, I hear two people on the love train. I think I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to be anti-Jordan Love, even though I'm technically rooting against my own What the team. heck happened to Greg Scalzo? Like, literally two days ago, he was like Aaron Rodgers' number one supporter. I am Aaron Rodgers' number one uh, supporter. You can't have it both ways. I, I'm not. It won't be a nightmare. I'm telling you what the nightmare would be. Jordan Love starting week one is a bad dream. Blake Bortles starting week one is a nightmare. <laughs> Just answering the question in front of me. Aaron Rodgers' number one supporter, Greg Scalzo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrestle that from your hands one of these days. You're on the love train, Josh. Yeah, yeah, you were the first to jump. I was. Talk but about I was, both I was sides. bored. <laughs> Sometimes you get bored. It's trying to spice up my life a little bit. Uh, reports emerged yesterday that the college football playoff will be expanding from four teams all the way to 12 in the future. One or zero. An expanded college football playoff is a great idea. One, an expanded college football playoff is a great idea, but not 12 teams. Why do. Four to twelve? You skipped eight. Like you could have had just eight would have been perfect. Because now you have too many. And there's waste there's too many wasted games now beforehand. You do eight, you give the top two seeds a bye. Like, like there's there was ways to do this with eight, and now I hate it. I wanted it to expand. So my answer to the question is based off your question, Josh, one, an expanded college football playoff is a great idea. One, but not making it twelve teams. One, I'm done with the whole, like, what's best. Ultimately, creating a scenario where more games matter is the goal. And I think if you expand the playoff, you get more games that matter because every regular season game still matters. Plus, you get the games at the end of the season that are going to determine who can get in. Plus, you get additional playoff games. Where it's not going to matter is this ain't basketball. Like, this is not March Madness where you're going to get Cinderella teams. It's still going to be Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU, Oklahoma. Like, it's still going to be the same damn teams to win the thing. But with 12, Wisconsin would have made it probably two years. And it would have been fun. And then they would have gotten the brakes beaten off them by Alabama or Clemson or whoever. But we would have had fun going to those places. That's what I mean. That's why I think it's a great thing. But I don't think it fundamentally changes or, uh, you know, makes 
football the meritocracy, college football the, the meritocracy that many people want it to be. I agree with you that it's going to be the same three teams there at the end, but the once every three or four years when one of those teams does beat a much higher seeded team, it's going to be must-watch TV. Uh, yes, but will it, can they do it three times in a <laughs> no, row? Like, no, they're just going to lose to the, the, the sixth seed. The next one, yes. <laughs> it's like the Appalachian State yes, beating Michigan, but, but the next game they would just lose. Seeing a sad Nick Saban because for some reason his dream team didn't make it. Lost to like the Conference USA undefeated team. Lost to Cincinnati. It's going to be great. I'm going to love to watch it. The misery that you perceive that Nick Saban has as he goes home to his $50 million home and his yacht and everything you get. As he cashes his eight, like, $9 million Trophy room full of trophies. It's bigger than, like, my house, you know? I was going to say, I like, like, watching Harbaugh lose, but... He loses so much, it doesn't carry as much anymore. You like misery. like you, you like. Oh, yeah. Oh, when Harbaugh's kid was crying on the sideline, I wanted to drink that kid's tears. <laughs> You're a sick freak, Josh. That's why he's going to root against his own team if Jordan loved is the quarterback. Yeah, you don't stand for the G. You, you, you don't wear that G on your chest. You just look for misery. No, I do not, as, as some nerds on the internet like to say, I do not carry the G. I'm my own man. Whoa. I'm a Packers fan, but when I asked about Aaron Rodgers skipping Packers mandatory minicamp, Matt LaFleur responded with, it is what it is, man. One or zero. It is what it is, is the most useless commonly used phrase. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with one here. It, it is what it is. You know, like everyone says it. It is what it is. It's the most commonly uh, unuseful phrase. <laughs> zero. It's. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that was a direct shot. That was a direct shot at yes at you, Ben Brown. But that's only because you talk to me every day from 4 to 6. If you eliminated me from 4 to 6, you wouldn't hear that's crazy, man. I, I was going for the joke there. I wasn't going for actually arguing the... <laughs> Keeping it analysis. The, the value it is what it is, guys. We got to move on from this conversation. <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> 800-990-3776. Speaking of carrying the G, uh, on Wildey and Tausch earlier across both these stations, 9 to noon every day, uh, there was maybe the president of carrying the G, <laughs> Daryl, called in. Uh, I want to play back his call from earlier today and have us react because Jason Wildey called it possibly the dumbest call ever. We'll judge that next on Scalzo and Brust. You're listening to Scalzo and Brust. Kids, by the way, <laughs> baby, best excuse ever. You get out of anything at this point in your life. What are the best excuses other than, like, a kid? I heard a good one from someone who lived in Chicago who works with us. He said, railroads. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not railroads. What? Uh, freight trains. Not a lot of freight trains in Wisconsin as much as there is in the Chicago area. How is an excuse? Because, you get stuck behind you get stuck, Yeah, if you get stuck behind it and there's nothing you can do. that's for being late. That's not for entirely not showing up. It's a good point. <laughs> Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. Big time, Benny Bros. 
Alex Strofe, Josh Nabajer, out of the show across ESPN with Scott. So we're presented by Potosi Brewing Company. You are the Scalzo and Russ family. Twitter at Scalzo and Russ calling us, texting us 800-990-3776. Now, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you understand we are the highbrow show of ESPN with Scott. So we bring out the best and brightest. That's why we call you the Scalzo and Russ family. Uh, some of the other shows on our station, not so much. Will the and Tausch? Yeah. They tend Prime to really example. dip into all IQ levels, as we heard earlier today when Daryl called in to explain that he rocks the G. I just wanted to express my feelings. I've been a Packers fan since 1961, been a resident of Wisconsin, and I just feel that Aaron's attitude is not a reflection on the state of Wisconsin. Cool. If you look back at the history of the Green Bay Packers, not only being, you know, community-owned, company-owned, whatever, cool. but it's the Packers haven't always had the greatest athletes. They always haven't, but they had a desire to win. Cool. And because they were committed to the Packers. Um, I just feel like Aaron's attitude, and I feel that Aaron Rodgers... I'm not sure if he would have ever been a starting quarterback in the NFL if the Packers wouldn't have taken a chance on him. You know, go back in the draft, he dropped. There were reasons for that. But Aaron owns his career to the Green Bay Packers. Cool. And the Green Bay Packers have historically been an organization where, again, you don't have the greatest athletes. Some were, some weren't. But cool. it's a desire to win. It's a desire to be a Green Bay Packer. And quite frankly, I would be willing to see the Packers lose for the next 10 years rather than succumb to Aaron's desire because I don't feel he reflects historically and ethically and mentally the Green Bay Packers' attitude. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Historically, ethically, <laughs> mentally, not a Green Bay Packer. Look, I know we're all going to laugh at it, but like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's athletic. Packers shouldn't be athletic. The Packers since Ron Wolf have like specifically reached for athletes. That's been I their know whole you think thing. that Reggie White was really strong guy. <laughs> nah, he, you know what? It was his desire and his commitment to the Green Bay Packers <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin that got him to be the Hall of Fame player that he was. I mean, listen, he's listening to Wildey and Tausch, and I know Tausch had some great feet, but maybe he's looking for more of the Tauscher type, the guy that embodies Wisconsin. He grew up on the dairy farm. Sorry, not every player is going to grow up in Wisconsin and play for the Green Bay Packers when they get older. Uh, yeah, look, 1961, so you know he's real. He's got he's got a lot of clout as a Packers fan. <laughs> I hate fan. when you give your credentials of how long you've been alive. Great, pal. No, he's been alive longer than 61. He's been a Packer fan since 61. Right, Packer but he's saying he's been a Packers fan for most of his life, and it's like, at some point, when I say I've been a Packers fan since 1995, is that going to matter to anybody? One day it will, Josh. <laughs> to the radio show you're calling in their years. The idea, like, I mean, he's right. Aaron Rodgers is not somebody that's reflective of the community he plays in. Like, he's not somebody who seems like he grew up in Green Bay. But who the hell cares? So like, lose the next 10 years because of that is amazing. I mean, 
it, it's a very college sort of mindset, right? The idea that you want to bring in guys. Like, he just thinks that people, like, players' commitment to the Packers and how much they care leads them to victory. Like, we're in the fifth grade, <laughs> and he's trying to coach our basketball team. And he's like, it's not about how good you guys are. It's not about how athletic or how skilled the other team is. You just need to want it more. And then after the game, we're going to have good sportsmanship. We're going to go over there and shake their hands and tell them good game. I, I... In, in a way, I envy Daryl because to him, NFL football is such a pure thing. It is not the most like advertised and money hungry and every like to him. It's about people going out there because they love football. I agree. The paycheck like they should get rid of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Bring back Tony Romo. He's a Wisconsin guy. You know, should it be? We should East make it a volunteer one. process. Yeah, yeah. Our Try tryouts. I like that. <laughs> Just put it together. We embody the G. We should go to tryouts, and if we show we want it, and we're gonna commit to the 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 G way, we're gonna we're gonna play. Yeah, I don't I don't want I don't want guys whose only job is playing football. I want people who are hard workers, where they're playing football for the love of the game because of the love of their Packers. And yeah, we'll just hold practice uh, practice after work. I want my quarterback to come fix my plumbing in the off season between this, like whenever he's not busy. I want him to be doing some blue collar work as well. I agree, but you know what? Jordan Love fits checks all those boxes. <laughs> Bakersfield guy, down to earth. That's a blue-collar city, Bakersfield. Blue-collar city. Like, he is a guy that will get his hands dirty. He cares about the Packers. He cares about the G. He's not started any drama in this Aaron Rodgers saga. Not at all. Uh, And the other thing I do think, like, I know we're making fun of him, but we should give him credit. Rodgers, if he wasn't picked by the Green Bay Packers, would still be in that waiting room right now. His hair would be longer, but he would still be in that same suit, just sitting there in the green room waiting for his name to be called. Ah, it didn't happen in this draft. Try next year. He'd just be sitting there waiting for somebody to call him. I agree. He's right. His fingernails are a mile long. Who else was going to draft him? Nobody was going to draft him. Everybody had their chance. Nobody was going to pick him. Gosh, that hair he was rocking was so bad. I love when Ben... I get fixated on the look. Ben can't get past how Aaron Rodgers looked in that draft. I bet you Aaron Rodgers can't get over how he looked as Mr. Cool Guy growing out the long hair right now. How many Potosis would it take for you to get over how Aaron Rodgers looked? It never will. The same way Aaron Rodgers is still waiting to get drafted, I would just keep drinking and and I would never be able to get over how ugly he looked in the the draft that year. Uh, But that being said, I'd have a hell of a time uh, waiting for him to get drafted if I was drink of Potosi, the Snake Hollow is delicious. They have the Oktoberfest in the fall. I don't even talk about fall because we're in summer, so stick with that Snake Hollow. But they have so many great beers. They have a, a brewery museum. All the profits don't go to the company of Potosi. They go to nonprofit organizations. So when you are drinking a quality Wisconsin, like our friend Daryl wants, everything from Wisconsin, he should go get beer from Potosi because that is a company that stands for the G. Everything that they're about. And their beer is absolutely delicious. So go to Woodman's. Go to Piggly Wiggly. Uh, get to Discount Liquor. You can get to Steve's. They got Potosi, and it is absolutely delicious. Ron in the key chimes in. Says, imagine having a team full of athletes that represent upper middle Wisconsin. Yeah, Ron. Those were the glory days of the Green Bay Packers. That's how they became title town, baby. Bring them back. Caller three. Caller seven, maybe? 
It's wrong Craigslist game. Price is right. We just need one caller, bud. Oh my god! Why do I always do that? I wrote down over under and everything. Oh, you did. You did. It. You wrote down over under. I wrote. No, I didn't. I wrote down Craigslist Price is right. Well, caller five. Right, what's in between? Five. Call or five. 800-990-3776. Just a genius <laughs> conversation. An expert at picking the middle, buddy. Well, I, I mean, I was listening <laughs> for usual. Oh, Joshy. Caller number five to play Craigslist Prices Right. If you know how to play Prices Right, you know how to play Craigslist Prices Right. The visuals on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. You win nothing, but you have fun. 800 990 3776. Caller five, Craigslist Prices Right. Next, it's Scalzo and Brust.